Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What? Today we've got Izzy Pryor on and she is the founder of Spark Social Media. Hi Izzy. Hello. How are we? I'm doing really well today. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Shall we jump straight in and do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do Izzy? Okay, fab. Um, so yeah, I'm Izzy Prime, founder and director of Spark Social Media. This is a social media marketing and management company. Um, I'm running my own agency approximately one year in, and I've been helping and continuing to help companies and um, personal brands to grow, succeed, and sort of sell themselves online. Essentially, put a little bit more spark into them nice i like that <laughs> um so izzy where did this all come from you know where did your love for marketing come from have you always wanted to do it how did it all start so if we come uh go back to a year ago approximately yeah a year ago today i was currently i was working in a financial planning firm extremely different to where i am today and i just was not loving it at all um was doing lots of accounts and revenue work and I just was not motivated as a 20 year old so on the side I started a little food blog on Instagram and it was going really well I was being approached by um, companies such as Waitrose co-op um, protein bar brands and wow. I, was, I was really enjoying sort of creating content for them and I wanted to learn what influencer marketing was so I started off there um, sort of learning behind the scenes of that and because I was actually an influencer um it just fascinated me so I started that and um then moved on to running a couple social media accounts for people who I knew had businesses so they weren't food businesses but I understood the algorithm I'd grown a page to about twelve and a half thousand followers so I, I understood the algorithm uh, ran a couple of people's pages and realised I'm actually all right at this. So, <laughs> so it started uh, picking up and I was doing it in my lunch breaks and after work. And then it got to a point where I had quite a lot of people asking for help. And I went, I could actually hand in my notice and do this full time. So this, this, little, this little side hustle actually sort of exploded. And I was like, oh my goodness, I could make a job out of this. So um. Yeah, I sort of sat down with my mum and went, oh, my God, should I do this? Like, there wasn't a huge amount of risk behind it because I was still living at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just went for it. And, a, you know, Spark was born. And uh, here we are a year later. Wow. So it's essentially you, you know, you started these these blogs and you started to go, actually, I really enjoyed doing this. And then just learn and learn yourself did you use youtube or did you read books or did you follow influence and see what they were doing like how you actually built the knowledge to do this okay so i didn't go to university and i know quite a lot of digital marketers who had gone and uh, recognized that the degree of digital marketing was super outdated i'd spoken to so many people on linkedin and on instagram and i went okay i don't need to go to university because there's so much there's so much free information out there now webinars programs playbooks um, that you can mostly find out you can mostly find out everything online um I did do a couple webinars and um studied so many hours after work because I didn't want to be doing work for uh you know invoicing hundreds of pounds to people and for them to go you've got no qualifications Mm. so 
you know, I think a little bit of imposter syndrome came in there, but definitely I encourage people to just learn YouTube and podcasts. I went on walks on my lunch break and I was listening to podcasts. They were great. So, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, you're you're one of many people to say that about marketing and the marketing degrees are just so outdated now. Um, and, and like you say, the industry, especially, so, especially social, it changes every day. So having a degree on it that was written five years ago is kind of pointless. Definitely. So it's nice to hear that you're also encouraging people to basically just learn it for themselves and you can do it. There's no excuses to not, isn't there? Well, well I've actually heard from a couple of people that in digital marketing degrees, TikTok isn't even spoken about. It's barely, <laughs> it's barely spoken on, which is alarming, bearing in mind in the last, what, two, three years, it's blown up and this is probably the most used social media platform today. So to, to pay that amount of money into going to debt on a, a degree that doesn't even co- cover a major social media platform is uh, quite alarming. But yeah, as you say, everything everything's beginning to change. This this past week, we've seen um, Twitter being being sold to Elon Musk, and the algorithms are constantly being updated. So I don't think a degree is the way to go anymore. And that's quite an interesting point you bring up there of um, the way the platforms actually change and um, evolve quite quickly in that world um do you actually have to how how much of your job is actually trying to keep up with <laughs> what's changing literally on the backside of these platforms i mean obviously we hear about i hear you know elon musk has bought it but i don't know what the impact is for people's careers on that um so first off if we speak specifically on twitter being purchased uh it was said that elon musk is going to remove uh paid ads from the platform so that this therefore means a lot of people's marketing budgets will be um, will it will allow the marketing budget that went towards Twitter to perhaps go to another platform, TikTok or Instagram or something like or Google Ads. So in that way, it's impactful. Um, in maybe, God, what do we do with our money now? But there are people out there whose niche is literally Twitter, so they've probably got to rethink things. Um, but in a general sense on things constantly changing. I mean, I follow quite a few pages and blogs and there are a number of people that will share immediately when things have happened. So I think TikTok is bringing out long form videos in, in a 10 minute, 10 minute videos. Uh, so you've had someone speak on that and then there's lots of discussions in communities about the advantages and disadvantages around it. So there's always somewhere where you can go and find out information on on how you can help your clients so you're not in the dark as soon as you find out this news so anyone listening to this that wants to work in social what would be three key skills you suggest they go away and learn wow okay three key skills time management is a huge skill that you need to have um I know I mean you probably need that with every job you, you can't turn up late but um to certain things but time management you've if you've got a number of clients you need to watch how many hours you're putting towards something because this will impact how much you're invoicing um your entire day is revolved around being on social media and strategizing and engaging so time management would be one of them um confidence I think a lot of marketers I've spoken to have got imposter syndrome uh, it's a saturated market now I mean 
it is a it is in demand obviously with how things are going these days but having confidence to put your prices up to um you know communicate with someone and and offer your services to someone confidence is a major skill that i i am still trying to get and trying to excel at probably motive well create creativity of course Mm -hmm. i think if you're not a creative person then it's quite difficult to be creating content for your clients and creating strategies for other people however if if that is not necessarily a skill of yours there are people you can you can outsource to that can literally be a creative director for your business and there's always people around you that can help so from the top of my head those three skills quite essential sure sure and then you know, when you're actually doing this, how do you stand out? Because like you say, I mean, I think there's something like 10,000 marketing agencies in the UK alone, which is just an incredible number. So how do you stand out? Is it a case of like maybe like you're doing, building a personal brand, giving away not your product, but you've got to give away a lot of knowledge, right? To get the people to come and go, oh, actually, okay, Izzy knows what she's talking about. Yeah, definitely. Um the, on you touched on personal brand there so last year I um I started posting on LinkedIn and actually my first post on LinkedIn went viral and I think this really helped me to stand out so obviously not everyone's posts are going to go viral but for me uh that really helped me get seen in link on the LinkedIn uh you know the the sphere um So I've been really focusing on posting that and to the point where I'm now fully booked out. So it's clearly worked uh, creating that. And I haven't necessarily spoken about business in every single post that I've put out there. Um, Equally, as you said, providing free content, I'm always willing to jump on a call with someone if they if they need assistance on on LinkedIn or on Instagram or something specific um, on a specific platform. I think there was someone I approached who has their own food brand and I actually offered to get them in touch with some uh, influencers because obviously if we uh, think back to when I said about my food blog, I know quite a lot of the community. So I offered to uh, to get them in touch with some people and it's led to some conversations about working together. So obviously free content, um, free advice. And then I'd probably say networking. One of the first things that I did when I started up this business and I didn't have a LinkedIn, a strong LinkedIn presence would possibly be going out in and in-person networking. Mm -hmm. Um, It's helped my confidence with people who are a lot older than me. I, uh, I sometimes do still feel quite young in comparison to going into a room with people who are in their forties and fifties. But at the end of the day, I use that to my advantage uh, because I'm in a industry that needs constant, um, what's the word? You need to be constantly looking at the changes and you need some flair to you. So I sort of put myself out there and I did stand out in, in the networking room. And what, what was that networking room? What sort of, what does that involve? Um, so in my hometown, uh, you know, there's a couple networking groups here and there, some that meet in a bar and you know there's drinks and alcohol involved and others are sort of like a morning brunch where you will talk to other people so they could be like a web designer or they could be a a builder a domestic builder and I'd go and speak to people who who may not have a social media account at all I think I was speaking to someone the other week and he said he doesn't even have Facebook so people are trying to get in touch with him 
And he's like, I don't have a Facebook account. I need you to help me set one up. And you realize that some people really don't understand social media, even though we've had it for the last 10 years, because it's not essential to their business, but it is now. So that's such a good point, yeah. isn't it? That, you know, social media, like anyone that wants to work in it or is just leaving school now or maybe wants to make a career change. It's still so early doors. Like social media is still brand new. People are still learning it and it just changes every day. So it, you haven't missed the boat if you want to get into it. Definitely. There's still so much you can learn. A hundred percent. I agree with you there. And I'm, I love that I'm seeing so many freelancers pop up after university. Uh, they're seeing that the entry level uh, salaries for agencies and, and big companies are so low that they're going, do you know what? I could earn more money than this. I, they create themselves a portfolio. They offer to work for free or for um, maybe lower lower pay um, for companies, add it to their portfolio, and then they go and approach bigger businesses and win the business, and they end up earning more money than than what an agency would pay them, which is absolutely awesome to see. It's incredible, isn't it? I mean, marketing is one of these first agencies where I think there's something happening apparently called the great resignation and people are leaving their jobs to become freelancers in what they were doing at their paid jobs just for way more money. Obviously, it's difficult. You know, you have to set your own business up and there's a lot of stress that comes with that. But it's incredible what you can do now in marketing itself. You know, I don't know how obviously big agencies will survive and, you know, there will always be a need for them. But so many of them are going to struggle to compete against really agile freelancers, right? I definitely agree. And obviously, when they've got an office and um, they've got to pay for people's pensions, et cetera, et cetera, their overheads will be a lot higher than a freelancer would. Mm. And therefore, businesses will be more, they'll find freelancers more appealing. However, people, you can disagree with that. An agency provides more, um, more security for instance if we think about a different industry accounting Mm. my accountant is part of uh, a company which is there's about eight of them and whenever I have a problem I will have someone to phone up and talk to meanwhile if my accountant was on holiday and I couldn't get in touch then there would be issues there so you could look at marketing agencies in the industry in a similar way if you've just got one freelancer looking after your socials and your digital marketing strategy what happens if something goes wrong when they're on holiday that's a great point maybe then it's a case of starting out maybe freelance because the salaries are really low building up a great client booking experience and then maybe you could approach an agency and say look this is what i've done these are my clients could we work together maybe that's now the future kind of strategy for it yeah, I'm seeing so many people collaborating and outsourcing and all that. I think there's so many opportunities out there that people really don't need to worry and overthink the trade. Mm, that's really interesting. And for you, what would be the biggest positive you found so far for working in marketing? Um, okay, so I actually had a call with someone earlier and they asked me this question, so it's going to be a lot easier to answer it now. Um, <laughs> I I ended up coaching someone who was really struggling with social media. They didn't understand anything and they recognized they needed it to be able to develop uh, trust and rapport with their clients. And we sat down and had a three hour coaching session wow. and she came, she came away from it 
um so happy she got quite upset actually and it was so nice we did this in person and I do think it was so much nicer in person than over a zoom call but you can do this over zoom as well uh, but she felt so relieved that she understood everything that I was talking about and I wasn't using any jargon um those three hours although quite it's quite long I wouldn't usually have a phone call with someone that long but she I wouldn't like to say I changed her life but I really helped her business and every single time she's had a client come through social media she's contacted me and that has been so rewarding to hear uh, so actually helping someone with their business and succeed and, and have measurable results that that's that's been a massive positive for me um but on the day on the daily positives would be sometimes I don't feel like I'm working especially when I'm going out networking or having uh, virtual coffees with people or helping others with their social media I don't feel like I'm working um and it's just a really creative and interesting industry to be part of that I enjoy it and on the flip side of that what would be some negatives of this oh industry? god okay so so complete contrast to what I've said. Sometimes I do feel like I'm working and I've hit burnout. Um, in February this year, I ended up hitting up hitting burnout and it lasted for approximately two months. So I've only really just come out of it now uh, where I've got systems in place. I'm a lot more automated. Um, so burnout came from taking on too much work and the actual impact that social media has so if we look at it in a broad sense um social media is really a highlight reel if we scroll through our linkedin feed we'll see people hitting you know five six figure months um people are hustling and working so many hours you you seem to compare yourself to these people who are succeeding and you think oh my god i'm not well i need to work more um and it really gets you down sometimes so social media really is a highlight reel and that could be a negative um but also this is a creative industry you can lose your creative flair it's really difficult if you're sitting in front of a laptop all day um and you don't have the opportunity to go outside and and go in nature and find creative thoughts and inspiration for your work so i can i do tend to lose um lose my way with writing strategy sometimes because I just I'm like oh my god I've hit a block right now mm. so if anyone's listening to this and thinking you know I'd love to work in marketing what would be the number one thing they can do right now to help themselves get a start in the industry LinkedIn get on LinkedIn if you're not on LinkedIn and I know so many Instagram accounts who've gone oh I want to do social media I'm going to look after these businesses get on LinkedIn. I'd probably say that over any others, um, maybe mm. TikTok coming against it, uh, obviously post, but also I'd say better than that is connect with like-minded individuals. The re- I would honestly put down my success on LinkedIn to one single person. Uh, they held a webinar on explaining LinkedIn to marketers. Um, am I able to give them a shout out? Yeah, or- of course. Yeah, so Sophie Miller of the Pre- uh, Pretty Little Marketer Committee, um, community not committee sorry <laughs> and she did a webinar called level up linkedin marketing and uh, it was three weeks long i literally went onto linkedin going what the hell is this did three weeks came away and um i posted my post went viral and i continued posting and here i am using linkedin to achieve business and 
create friendships with people and actually hire people from it. So get on LinkedIn. That is what I would say. And uh, would you still go into this industry knowing everything you know now? I probably would. Yes. Um, I'm not going to give a definite yes there. I'd, if I could start again, I would recommend going into more of a niche. I think when I started, I did say yes to everything. So I was working with web designers and estate agents and construction companies and every strategy that I created was very different. And I hit, I think this was one of the reasons why I hit burn burnout because I was working with so many different companies and there was no real niche there. Um, so yeah, that, maybe that's something that I would look at if I did go back, but I think I sort of regret not finding this sooner. That, that, that's what I would say. Mm. Well, Izzy, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat. Thank you so much, Daniel. Well, thank you. Uh, where can people find you, see what you're up to and um, what's going on? Okay, so my LinkedIn is Izzy Pryor um, and you can find uh, Spark Social Media's accounts on uh, mainly on Instagram and um, I think my I've just created a TikTok account actually. I know I'm quite slow to it. I think it's called Spark with Izzy um, and that'll be more of a personal brand but also helping people with social media tips and hacks and helping businesses there. Brilliant. Thank you, Izzy. Thank you very much. Bye.